0: Afternoon, morning, or evening. I didn't even say that in order, but that's all right. Welcome into the Fantasy Narrative. I am one of your co-hosts, Brian Har, and I am here with my man, Dustin Church. Dustin, what's up, man?
1: Not much, Brian? You know, it's Scott Fishbowl season. You know, you're probably hearing that on all the pods out there. Like we were just talking about kind of our similar rosters that we're building. So, you know, it's just that crazy, busy, fun time of the year. But I'm excited to be potting with you. You know, we had to get one in before. I'm, I'm going backpacking for for four days this weekend out in the middle of nowhere, no coverage or anything off the grid. So, you know, I wanted to get together and shoot the shit with you for uh, for a little bit before we're going out on the adventure. How are you doing?
0: Good, man. Yeah, I'm excited to be in here tonight too. I mean, obviously, uh, the people don't know this because they're not part of our conversations, but we've <laughs> we've been meaning to do this for the last several weeks and just. I've had a couple of things pop up here and there. Um, My daughter was sick last week uh, when we had planned to do it. She got sick at the last minute. So it's just been a whirlwind getting to this point. But uh, I'm excited to be here and to talk football with you tonight. uh, Talk a couple of these narratives. Um, And yes, Scott Fishbowl season, uh, best time of year, no doubt. Um, Middle of summer, Independence Day, Scott Fishbowl, roster builds, uh, crazy group chats. Uh, this is an amazing, amazing time. Um, just trying to soak it in again, never take for granted, um, being selected to play in the Scott Fish Bowl. Um, this is my fourth season, uh, to be able to play and I'm grateful every time that I get that email. Um, I didn't, I wasn't sure it was going to happen this year. I, I, my invite came a little bit later than normal, which is totally fine. I, I wasn't, I wasn't too worked up about it, but I was, I was definitely hoping I'd get it at some point and it came and, um, and then I found out this is, I think this is also the first year that I've gotten my division preference, which is amazing. Um, and, and what a year for it to happen. Van Halen, one of my favorite bands ever, um, getting in that division with some really great people too. uh, my, my divisions loaded with some, some pretty smart guys and, and gals and, um, We've been having a blast so far. It's been moving uh, not super quick, but also not snail space. Uh, so, you know, I'm pretty happy with the way it's going so far. And yeah, we were talking builds and seems like you and I are kind of on the same the same path as far as the positions, at least um, different names in, in player names in there. But uh, but yeah, we kind of have uh, a similar uh, strategy, I guess, uh, going on. So hopefully that works out for us
1: yeah i'm a, I'm in my my third year and i got i actually so i originally requested the red hot chili peppers division and then i saw a tweet from scott fish out there that there was almost nobody signed up for the rihanna division so anyone could basically get their dress out there and i was like hey i know my wife and kids that uh, my wife and daughter they love rihanna like I'm, I'm cool with rihanna so i'll go for it so i was able to to get in the rihanna division and in the four slot so it's 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 been fun so far my we're just finishing out the seventh right now so not as fast as they were in the last couple of years but it's been nice we've been able to have more time to chat in, instead so uh, with some of the people in the league and that's the cool thing about the scott fishbowl is just getting to know everyone in the community. Like outside the charity stuff like the charity stuff's amazing but just being able to to the, the connections that i'm making and being able to just meet new people and talk to new people and just kind of learn different strategies in this game is is really the awesome part
0: definitely definitely so why don't you give the people a an inside look into your build so far you don't have to give them anything as far as what's upcoming so you don't give any secrets away but what uh, what's your team looking like so far
1: yeah, so um, right now, so my first pick at 104 I took Kyler. Um, it was between Kyler and Kelsey, and I, I went with Kyler. I think like he's his he's got a really safe floor, pretty um pretty and huge upside. And then I went Kittle at 209. So I was pretty excited that he dropped, you know, with the points for first downs and the tight end premium. It just like having that that if you can get one of those top three tight ends, like it, it's going to help set you apart. And then I went. You know with the, the round three reversal, like it, it was a little bit while for it to come back to me, so I took Najee Harris, um, in my third pick, and my fourth pick, I took AJ Brown, and then I went uh, Mike Davis as my running back two, and then uh, Tua as my quarterback two, and then I just took Cream Hunt, um, literally about five minutes ago, right, right, right before we started. So, Cream Hunt is my running back three. And yeah, I'm I'm on on deck in about six picks, but that's my build so far. So uh, Kyler, Tua, Najee, and Mike Davis, AJ Brown, George Kittle. Those that's my my lineup so far. What about you?
0: Nice man. So first of all, I really like that. Uh, I I really like the way that your team is shaping up for sure. Uh, I think you have some some really good players in there, um, and and balanced. You know, um, it, there, it there's not really a position that you're that you're weak uh, in from from those first seven picks obviously we have depth to go right <laughs> but uh, and flex spots but um no, i really like the way that's shaping out for sure um I, I actually so you actually we actually do have a couple of the same players i have two of the same guys that you mentioned um so i started out quarterback 105 uh, i i was drafting out of the five hole so 105 um i went with my quarterback 2 Justin Herbert um, and was thrilled to get him. Um, second round was two Oh eight, Justin Jefferson. Um, I, I was pretty happy with that as well. Uh, I think he was the second wide receiver taken. I think Devonte Adams did go first. Um, and I took jo- Justin Jefferson as, as the second wide receiver off the board. Uh, I also went with Najee Harris in the third round at three Oh eight, um, to begin my my running back stable uh, and you know how i feel about Najee. i mean we've we've talked about it on the show before and and you were in communication with me the night the steelers drafted him so um that was that was definitely fun um 405 i want another running back deandre swift um and then 508 was baker mayfield 605 was cd lamb which i thought was crazy value um and then seven oh eight I took Mike Davis as well so Davis and Najee Harris are the two that we have that are that are the same so we're on the same wavelength there when it comes to those running backs um I did I did draft Swift but I I told you when when we got on here you said you were targeting Kareem Hunt potentially with your next pick and then the pick ended up happening while we were while we were shooting the ship before the show and um hey, there we go I cussed again I my straight hey, I got one too so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, you know, so it seems like we're, we're, I, and, and, well, you said about Cream Hunt. I, I, I also was targeting Cream Hunt. He just won a couple picks before me here. Uh, so I, I t- ended up taking Mike Davis there, uh, in the seventh. but, um, so my build Herbert and Baker, uh, Harris Swift and Davis at running back. And then Justin Jefferson, CD lamb at wide receiver to this point. So we'll see how things shape out from here, but, um, Yeah, I'm liking it so far, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, where I got A.J. Brown, at, I got A.J. Brown at 404, so I just felt like that was incredible value. Jefferson was still on the board at that point, and I so I almost took Jefferson over A.J. Brown, but one of my later targets, I'll just say it. This isn't going to come out before my next pick. Adam Thielen is still on the board right now, so I knew like if I was going to target Thielen later, I didn't want to have both. Right. So that's why I took A.J. Brown early and then um to get to hopefully get Thielen later but yeah like i was right there with jefferson with you so like that could have been three so it it, yeah you know great minds think alike or i guess we'll see right
0: yeah i guess we'll see that's right that's right so but again definitely awesome to be a part of the fishbowl as always um and uh for those who are listening that aren't a part of it um just know there are other ways that you can get involved with it uh scott runs all those satellites um the the you know and the eliminators that are ahead of the fishbowl drafts and everything there's a lot of
1: different ways that you can get involved with it um and and Sign-ups are open right now so yeah like, for next you year to sign up right. like sign up now and start yep. paying it, like go subscribe to to scott fish's tweets right and because he, he'll he start running contests i think he started running them around like march april this year like he was yep. running contests to to get spots away give him to some shows and stuff like that. So if you, if you haven't been in yet, like there, there's ways to get in, but I mean, do your work. Like he, he, and he's adding every, he's adding more every single year. So this year is like almost 2000 last year was what? 14. So he added another almost 600 this year. So, you know, just, you know, and a a thousand of those were new people too. So over half the fielders
0: are first timers. So you have a, you know, you have a decent chance. Just, just, you know there are again like like dustin was saying and i didn't mean to cut you off there um but you know there's a lot of different ways that you can get in you know sign up for these contests um, you know, watch Scott's feed um, and and see how you can can get involved and, uh, and and try to get in. But yeah, go sign up now and just be active and and communicate with him. And you're going to give yourself a great chance to get in. Scott's a great guy, um, and and Ryan obviously Ryan McDowell helps him a lot with with getting some of that stuff together as well. So I really appreciate those guys and all that they do for the community and all that they do for the kids. Um, the pot was awesome. Again, uh, I wasn't a part of it this year. I had had a chance to be a part of it last year, which was amazing. Um, but this year I didn't, but that's cool. I needed, I, <laughs> I can barely find time to do, to do our show and to do anything fun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, 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 wasn't able to, to be a part of it, but, um, there were a lot of great guests. Um, we, we had some, some of our good friends, um, uh, I know, I know obviously Russ uh, was a part of it and, and uh, the timeline guys were a part of it. Um, and there, there, there were, are a bunch of great people that were a part of that. And they raised, I saw last I looked, I think it was upwards of $30,000 this year just from the pot So, I mean, that's incredible. That's incredible. So, um, a shout out to those guys too. Um, Sal and Sid Skeet and Kevin, um, and, and everybody who helps with that, uh, that's another amazing thing and an amazing way to get, you know, to get involved with it, um, just in the chat and, you know, shooting the breeze again with, you know, with everybody over there in the chat and whatnot. So. Um anyways great event great to be a part of it uh and certainly it's driving uh it, we're we're seeing some narratives come come out of the fishbowl right um and it'll be interesting maybe maybe that can be um down the line here uh once the drafts are all done we can kind of look at the narratives that were created in the fishbowl drafts uh and kind of see if if we can target anything in there but yeah, I'm sure there'll I, be I something
1: I definitely like that idea so that's kind of where I was already thinking for our next episode was something uh, fishbowl related because the trash should be done by the time we're recording next so we're mostly done so that'd be that'd be a lot of fun i'm sure the listeners would want to hear that yeah for sure
0: cool man well let's go ahead and get into a couple of these narratives for today um so why don't we i'm gonna have i'm gonna have you go ahead and and do yours first i i'm really interested to see where you go on this one i have a general idea of of what it's about but uh we didn't talk a whole lot prior to the show on on the particular narrative so i'm interested to hear what you're going to say here um why don't you go ahead and and give the folks your narrative that you want to uh, check out today
1: yeah so one of the narratives that i've seen around twitter more so about two three four months ago was ezekiel it was done so zeke get out now he's he's getting older he's got a lot of carries and, and things like that and you know, I'm totally on the opposite side of this narrative. Like, I don't think Zeke is that type of running back that that you need to get out on right now. And it kind of goes back to what we talked about in our last episode was better to be out one a year early than a year late. You know, like, it seems like the age is continuing to move up on running backs. It's continuing to, it was 28, then it was 27. Now it's Zeke's 25 years old. He's only 25 right now and everyone's saying, get out, get out. And like, if you look at what he did last year, he was still a, a running back one. Now he was a low and running back one, but he was a running back three before Dax injury last year. He had Andy Dalton come in and then Andy Dalton played, I think a, two games, a game. And then he was on the COVID list. And then somebody named Ben DiNucci was a quarterback, <laughs> like, guy that's probably not going to be in the league again. Um, and so he was averaging 26.7 points per game with Dak and then 14.9 without Dak. So it just shows like that offense wasn't the same without Dak and it hurt, Zeke hurt. Um, but right now the, the big reason why I'm, I'm fully in on, on uh, Zeke right now is his current ADP is four in super flex leagues is 40. He's going in the, Almost the middle of the fourth round, 404. Right now, ahead of him, right now is ch. He had a what? decent rookie year. Oh, there's more, but ch is ahead of him right now. Dobbins, who was only on the field half the season and still has Gus Edwards and Lamar and all these other question marks. Aaron Jones and Mixon is Mixon is seven spots higher right now than Ugh. Zeke is right now. Zeke's so Zeke's 25. Aaron Jones is twenty six, might not have a quarterback. Mixon, he's he's twenty four, but he's seven spots higher. In Mixon has proven really nothing in his career. We've we're waiting and waiting and waiting for Mixon to finally break out. Hasn't happened. Zeke's on probably the best offense in the league right now. You know he's got. They have so many weapons on a oh, wide receiver there. They can't sack the box against him. They still want to run the ball, and he's efficient he you know he doesn't miss games unless it's suspension but he doesn't miss <laughs> games from an injury <laughs> uh, and now he's you know he's been in the league a couple of years i think he like the suspension the issues from him are are, are, are gone and so like there's no reason why he's not going to be a top five running back in the, in this in this landscape right now you have cmc barkley and who else are you putting out there and dalvin and then zeke like he's right up there with those guys and so I don't see why there's all this hate on Zeke right now when there's a clear explanation on why he he struggled at the end of the last year and that's just because of his quarterback change you know you build around Dak and his and how powerful that offense was when he was there and you go down to Andy Dalton who like you've seen him you know the Steelers play the Bengals all the time Andy Dalton's a game manager he's not going to Go out and support cd Lamb, Amari Cooper, Gallup, and Zeke. Like he just can't, he's not going to go support four people like that can. So you know right now like him going in the fourth round as the running back twelve off the board is just crazy to me. Like the you know he's going to get his. And the other thing about it like there's so many situations out there that has multiple competition at running back. He has no competition out there. Tony Pollard's good. He's going to spell him here and there, but Tony Pollard's not going to take anything away from Ezekiel Elliott. So, you know, right now is the time to buy him. You know, I, I I don't know if you saw a little joke, but somewhat serious. Um, They're going to be on hard knocks this year. So the Cowboys are going to be on hard knocks and everyone's going to see, you know, Mike McCarthy and them, like talking about talking of Zeke and how he looks. And we're already starting to see some of that rumbling coming through that Zeke looks great in camp. And he looks, he looks ready for the season. You know, so right now, your time to buy before hard knocks comes out because it's going to put Zeke and how he is at camp and everything like in your limelight, and then people are going to be high on him again. But you know, right now, being in the fourth round, like you can get him for probably a single first round pick right now mm-hmm. in all reality, um, or you can get him like, and I would take him over CH Dobbins, Aaron Jones, Mixon, I would take Zeke over all of those guys, and they're all going ahead of him right now in ADP. So, getting Zeke and something for one of those guys. Like I'm Aaron Jones might not even have a quarterback. And like, he's had really one good year and that was inflated by touchdowns. Like he had a last year with, he was okay. But the year before he had like, what? uh, 15 plus touchdowns or something like that. Like yeah, he had 12 on the ground and another couple through the air. Yeah. So like he had like 15 touchdowns. So like to have Aaron Jones higher than Ezekiel right now is just, is just criminal to me. So, you know that's my narrative is like you shouldn't be out on Zeke. Like there's no reason like that he can't go till he's 28 years old. When the, the that was the line up until the last five or six years, the line was get out of know, running backs of around 27, 28 years old. Like he's still 25, so he has three years until that number. So I'm not worried about him, and I would be using this to to try to buy him. So yeah, yeah, no, I love that man, and and
0: I'm with you um, with that. You know, I think it's what's funny to me with. With the whole uh the whole Zeke thing is you remember a year or two ago the narrative about Dak Prescott was, you know, that he couldn't do Jack without Zeke. You remember? I mean when, when Zeke was doing that? when he had the legal troubles and everything, it was like, Oh my gosh, look how bad Dak is without Zeke in there, right? And now it's you know the, the the narrative has shifted to Zeke, and it's all oh, well you know and but but it's true in this case, right? I mean, you don't have a quarterback, and and teams are stacking the box. It's going to affect the running game, right? So I mean, you know, and people, and, and here's the other thing that that bothers me a little bit. People, you know, they they look at what Tony Pollard did in the couple games where he, you know, actually got a chance to kind of get the ball more than a couple times uh, as a change of pace. You know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, look at what he did as opposed to what Zeke did. And I mean, look, when Tony Pollard was out there, those defenses aren't keying on him the same way they're keying on Ezekiel Elliott. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. Zeke Elliott is a is a Pro Bowl running back who has been a stud his entire career. And that's the other thing I think that is that is tough on Zeke here is he was so damn good out of the gate, right? That now you know, now he's only averaging four yards a carry and scoring, you know, six touchdowns with a backup quarterback. So he's done, right? It's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, I, I, I just don't. I, I just he's gonna get the volume. He's gonna get the volume. That offense is unbelievable. And if everybody stays healthy in that offense, the Cowboys are going to the playoffs. They're gonna win the East easily and go to the playoffs. I don't care what anybody says about that either. I hate the Cowboys. I'm a Steelers fan. I hate them. But if that whole offense stays healthy, they are going to win the division easily. Um, So, you know, and and, and because that offense is so good, he's going to get a ton of chances to run the ball down in in the red zone, right? And so he's going to score a bunch of touchdowns, too. So he has the workload, he catches the ball, and he's going to score touchdowns i don't I don't know why we're fading him it's it's kind of like I don't know common sense right says it should be a better season for him even last year, like you said, he's still on r b one was it was it the rB one like he's been in the past or or top three rB no, it wasn't. I mean I think it's unrealistic to expect that when you're when you're all pro you know all pro starting quarterback goes down to injury at 5 weeks into the season. So um I yeah I'm I'm with you on this one. I want to fight you uh, just for fun, but I I can't on this one. I'm I'm with you. I think you know I think Zeke is a buy um and I think if if you are in a league with me and I have him, I think you should come buy him from me for a lot not a first round pick. I'm not taking just one first round pick, but come buy him from me. And if you're a contender in a league, go get him cheap because dang.
1: Yeah. And like the thing right now, like we're not expecting him to be the RB one. Like you're getting him at RB 12 prices. So like anything, and we know he's going to finish in the top five. Like that's immediate gain on value right there. You're not losing anything there. And like, you know, one of the the biggest things that I've seen people say is his age. Like, but people are still taking Derrick Henry in the first round and he's 27 years old right. now. Yes. He doesn't have the carries that Zeke had at the beginning of his career, but he's been carrying the ball 350 plus times the last two and a half seasons, you know, like, and he's 27 years old now. He's a freak, but Zeke's a freak too. Like his, his build is like, he's more of a, uh, he's going to be a grinder. Like he's a guy that that's going to go for a while. Cause he, his body type, he can take those hits. So, you know, fading him cause he's 25, but still taking Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. And like, that's the one thing in the in the industry I'm, I'm kind of noticing. And that's maybe a narrative for another show is just these, these double narratives. Like if you're gonna like think you're gonna fade everybody because of age, but then you have these exceptions, like, you know, like it's just, there seems to be a lot of that going on right now. Like these different exceptions in, in the industry, but you know, Zeke and, and Henry are a lot alike and so I don't see how you can fade one and not the other one one's two years older than the other so right that's where I'm at but I, I I've been trying to buy Zeke and unfortunately the leagues I'm in are the ones are like no like he's still running back one like I want running back one prices but I've seen just so much on Twitter and online and just a lot of talk about you should be out on Zeke. Now's the time to sell him to get out and, and things like that. And I, I just don't agree. Like, I think he's a league winner this year with where he's going in in drafts versus what he's going to produce.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, I think, I think you're right on the money there, man. I think he's going to outproduce that ADP by a lot. I mean, I think people that, that, you know, I mean, the term gets used a little, uh, a little too often league winner, right? But like Zeke is a guy that like the value you're going to get, the production you're going to get, the actual production you're going to get, you know, when, when you look at it, where, you, where you're where you taking him, I mean, it's his production's likely going to out, you know, outproduce what you're going to have to invest as far as draft capital or trade value uh, to get him. So, yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think that's a good one.
1: Awesome, man. So I'm excited to hear your narrative. Like, you gave me a little bit of a sneak peek about it. And I like there, there can be some, a lot of conversation and and some thoughts coming from your your narrative. So I'm I'm excited to see what your narrative is and let you get into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) the, uh, so people in the industry are probably going to hate my guts after this. Um, but that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, so, so, you know, Look, I, there are a lot of smart people in this industry. There are a lot of people who put a lot of hard work into what they do in this industry. And I respect the heck out of those people. I really do. Um, there's a lot of people that make information consumable in a manner in which the you know the average everyday fantasy player can understand it um, and can use the information to help them make decisions. Um, you know, about their fantasy teams and the way that they play their game. Um, Having said that, you know, if if, I mean, anybody that's on Twitter can get tired of Twitter in 30 seconds, scrolling through a fantasy, uh, a fantasy Twitter timeline, um, because everybody thinks that their way is the best way to do it. Um, you know, and, and you have, you have so many different names for different strategies and different ways of doing things. Um, you know, I, I mean, we have, you know, we have zero RB, we have zero wide receiver. Now we have, um, you know, in, in tight end premium leagues, we have people that are drafting tight ends in the top three. And then there's people that punt tight end in those leagues and, you you know, QBX, QB, yeah, Q, absolutely. You know, a couple, couple of, um, of my best friends in this industry, um, you know, John Hogue, QBX to, to the core, um, and, and, and Rocky Petrella, right. I mean, you're your former co-host. Yeah. With, with, with the junkies, it's, you know, he, he's, he's the opposite. He, he has had a lot of success, and, and, and the thing about all of these different strategies and the narrative that I want to discuss and, and kind of, kind of put a jackhammer to a little bit here um is that there's only one way to win in fantasy and that that there's a best way to win there's a shit ton of ways you can win this game you can win with qbx absolutely you can i've won with qbx john hogue has won a lot with qbx i know he has um Rocky Petrella has won a ton without it. And other people that that punt quarterbacks, even in super flex leagues, or, or or don't punt them, but don't definitely don't value them the same way that people that use QBX do, have had success with that. If they didn't have success with that, they'd probably stop doing it, right? Because, again, as much as we love playing this game for fun, we want to win, right? I mean, we all kind of want to win, do well, right? So we have those bragging rights, or win that prize, or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, the bottom line is that there are a ton of different ways to win in fantasy football, and I don't necessarily personally believe that one way is better than another. I think I do think it's important to commit to what you're trying to do, um, but also staying flexible w- with it. Uh, but, but, but I just, uh, you know, again, and, and look, it, it makes sense in the industry, right? Everybody wants their stuff and their way to take hold because we all want to do this for a job. I mean, who wouldn't want to do fantasy football and get paid to do it and get their name on Twitter and have a bunch of followers and and have a cool podcast like podcast like the fantasy narrative and you know <laughs> you know i mean so so we 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 all want our way to help people win so that we can say see we told you so if you listen to us if you read my articles if you you know talk to me on twitter and ask my advice then you're going to win more than not right i mean everybody's doing it everybody's banging their chest and trying to get their ways out there. And, and, and that's okay. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that those people shouldn't invest their time and energy and research. And, and, you know, I mean, another debates like that. I mean, we're not even getting into this cause I, I am sick of talking about it, but analytics and film, right? I mean, they're both valuable. I don't care they they i don't i don't think i i don't think either's better than the other one necessarily i mean i i know the one i do more i think they both add to the game i think you can win following st- statistics and analytics and all that stuff i think uh, sure and i think you can probably pick out some guys that are going to be good at football by watching football too you know um i i just I, I'm I'm just to the point with with the community where it's like uh, and maybe not with the community. That's not the right way to say that. I, I'm, I'm at the point in playing this game. I've been playing it a long time, as as many people that are listening to this have been playing for a long time. Right. And, you know, when I say this, that it's true. I don't care how much you believe in your process. Everybody says trust your process and it's all about the process and my process is better than your process and all this stuff, right? The bottom line is fantasy football is a game of luck. Yes, there are edges to be gained? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not naive to that. That's why I'm involved in the community. That's why I listen to podcasts and read articles and and you know, get All the information that I can to make the best decisions. Yes, there is an edge to be gained. Okay? And the reality is, if your first-round pick goes down to an injury, you're screwed. Most likely. Right? I mean, there's a lot of luck involved in this game. All I'm saying is the narrative that there's only one way or a best way to win I I reject that narrative. I don't believe that. I believe there are a number of different ways that you can win. And I think that you ought to try to win in the manner in which you enjoy playing the game period. End of story. Have a good night.
1: Yeah. So one of these days we need to find some stuff we disagree on because like, (laughs) I don't like me personally as a player, I don't subscribe to any specific way. I'm more of a player that that reads the market. I read the value. I read the league. I zig when others are zagging because, like, I I feel like the way I'm going to win is by being different than everybody else. If everybody else is doing the same thing. I need to do the opposite to potentially win. You know, I'm a when it comes to trades, I'm a market trader. I trade players away when the value is high, and I buy when the value is low, like like a stock market. You know, and so I, you know, you brought up film versus analytics, like i've never followed either of them on like i don't go i don't watch every game i don't have the time or really the desire to sit there and watch every single play of every single game and go back and do that for college like i i just i don't have the time or the desire to do that personally and you know like analytics is great but you know stats can be manipulated to tell you like you look on espn like I, I always make this joke like oh this guy's batting 400 on day games on wednesdays you know like you can really like create whatever stats to tell whatever story that you want to tell sure. like the stats are great like i i've actually considered like i have a master's in finance i want to go get a master's in statistics just because i think it would be pretty cool to like do but like you can manipulate stats to really tell you whatever you want Mm -hmm. film you can show you can focus on certain plays (laughs) right sure and and you know so there's just like yes there's flaws in everything so i think the the best way is to really just just to gain knowledge from everything Mm -hmm. and see what you align with the best and use that to form your own opinions like i've i follow some analytics guys i follow some stats guys i follow you know i've had conversations with Hogue multiple times i talked to rocky all the time about about strategies mm-hmm. i'm in a league with both of them this year a startup draft this year with both of those guys just to kind of see how this is you know and i've tried so many different ways like and it's all just because of different things i want to try like i think you know mm-hmm. if you are in just one dynasty league it's it's really hard for you to 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 pick like you have to kind of just pick one way that you're going to go you can't experiment and try and try to find what works best for you you know that's part of the reason why i'm in multiple leagues i can try different things like i have some rebuilds i have some contenders i have some in the middle and like i can kind of mix and match and play around and, and see kind of what works best for me and i think that's the best way for everyone in the industry but like like you said my way isn't for everybody else some people aren't going to be able to do that. Some people aren't going to want to be in multiple leagues. Some people aren't going to want to, to experiment. Like some people like they're in it just because they want to win. And it's like, to me, like, I just have fun playing and like winning is cool. Winning's fun. But like, I just like being able to play and try different things and try to, to find that edge to, to, to put myself on top, you know? So like, there isn't one way to win. Cause I've won multiple different ways i've won with the zero rb i've won with a zero wide receiver Mm -hmm. i've won without an elite tight end and a tight end premium like i've all these things i've done and i don't follow any specific way so like like brian said like you can win and have fun without following these other ways and we're not here to say they're wrong it's just right it's it's not for everybody like there there's multiple ways to win and like I had a point, but you hit it. So I was I I had it already. I had it all queued up, you know, like to this industry is so big and it's growing so much like being in the world right now. I'm seeing so many new people that I've never seen before and hearing about all these shows and websites I've never seen before the way to make it to make your name is to come up with something different. So I completely understand where like, this is all coming from. Like everybody Mm -hmm. has to have their niche or their thing to sell you because that's all the, like every other things on, on Twitter and their websites, it's just a way to sell you on their idea. Mm -hmm. Like it's everything in everything in life is sales. Like it's a whole nother topic and not really football related, but like, they're just trying to like find a way to sell themselves to you in this community so they have to they have to come up with something to sell you Mm -hmm. so it's just coming up with new ideas and new ways to try things you know some of them probably have come up with these ideas without really trying it saying like this is what's going to work and this is why Mm -hmm. but like i think that's what i would like to see in the industry a little bit further is show me proof that this works you know and how it works Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's you know like I, I could never go be an analytics guy. I just can't. I I just know that I can't do that. So for people to say like, that's the only way that I can win. It's not true. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. And I've, I've done other ways. So um, I just kind of went on a, a rampage. You know, I had a lot of thoughts and feelings about this, but no, I, I, I completely agree with where you're at. Like it's at the end of the day, it's just a game. There's, there is a ton of luck. Just go out and have fun. And if you went along the way, cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't, just make sure you have a sexy roster. Yeah. Because everybody knows it's all about having a sexy roster. It doesn't really matter if you have if if you lose. It's okay as long as your roster's sexy.
1: See, that's. <laughs> I used to like buy into like, man, like I just wanted to have what looks the best on paper, and I kind of got away with it, like. I've I've been getting away from that. Like, hey, you know what? Like Adam Thielen's never been a sexy name, but he pro- he produces. You know what? So I give me a whole bunch of those types of guys on my team. Like like you know, like I I remember one year I I punted everything to get as many picks as, as I can. And then what do I do? I go and try to trade all those picks to get to get studs to go win. Mm-hmm. I traded Obi, I traded Saquon Barkley. You son of a and something <laughs> el- uh, I traded the 101 and something else for Odell Beckham because that was Odell Beckham in his prime. Yeah. At the at the time I won on paper. Mm-hmm. Like you, you talk about having a sexy roster on paper. I won on paper. Mm-hmm. I also traded Christian McCaffrey because I traded mm-hmm. that pick away. So now looking at it, you know, and that was the that draft was stacked. If I would have kept my draft, I would have won. But now the guy he's won three years in a row, he has he had Kyler, Mahomes, and Lamar. He had mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, all these other guys. He like so like there was just no way he was going to lose, you know. And I gave that all to him because I wanted to get these these studs on paper that was going to make my roster look good. I never won, mm-hmm. never won, because I was chasing the paper. I and I was chasing what the industry had said. You know, Odell Beckham's three three first plus, one on one plus easily because he's proven it before he's a stud like this is what you need to do and i followed I followed the industry and now that guy is winning multiple years in a row like one of the only things i've actually seen and we talked about this on one of our episodes one of these teams that's actually been in a dynasty that's won multiple years the week folded because he won three years in a row it's done now uh, like nobody
0: wanted to play anymore it was no yeah. fun
1: but that's something the industry said. This is what the value is. This is what you pay for the studs. Right. You don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I've started to do
0: is um I, I've I really have started to within reason, of course, right? Like, so I'm not gonna reach three rounds for for somebody, but I really have started to draft players that I enjoy watching on Sundays because I think it makes it that much more enjoyable. I'll tell you the the best years that i've had playing fantasy football were the years that calvin johnson was elite which pretty much was his entire career (laughs) so that decade was pretty freaking awesome because i had him everywhere i wasn't nearly in as many leagues um at, at that time uh and the leagues i was in i was i just loved watching him play in general and then to know that i was benefiting from his production too um, you know, so so, and and uh, you know, so and I know a lot of people do that, and I and I've started to do it more. I I really do try to draft guys that I like, especially, you know, again, like I said, I'm not going to reach three rounds for somebody, but I will reach around. <laughs> oh, that sounded awesome! I'll reach around.
1: Oh man, sound bites all all day you, every day. You bring it! You bring it. Someone's someone's going to clip that. Someone's <laughs> oh, yeah. totally going to clip definitely that. Definitely
0: clipping it. Oh, don't tell Joe about this. Oh, it'll be everywhere. (laughs) There'll be a song about it. It's going to be awful. Um, yes. So I will reach within one round of the pick, um, you know, to get a guy that I, you know, to have a guy on my roster that I really enjoy watching play the game. Um, you know, Saquon and, um, you know Justin Herbert. Uh, those are my two right now that I'm I I bang the bang the drum for every day. Um, I love those two guys so, uh, and love watching them play. Julio is a guy for me. I'm an always Julio guy. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, no, I I, I you know I, I think there's there's just so many ways to play the game. And look, why well, you know I understand. There's probably somebody. I don't you know maybe. I mean, maybe not at this point, but, um, you know, there, there might be somebody that hears an episode like this and is like, well, I play high stakes and I'm not, I'm not, I'm playing for money. I'm not playing for, you know, for the love of the game or for fun. You know, I'm, I'm putting a $500 entry fee in and trying to win 20 grand, you know, high stakes. So I'm not gonna, you know, this doesn't you know i mean good for you i mean that's and and if you have a different strategy because you have uh, you know intense pressure and you know you're putting a ton of money into it like i don't do that i just don't this is a hobby for me i love it i spend a lot of time doing it i spend some decent money playing it across my leagues i mean if i look at all my entry fees and, and combine them i'm probably in that same bracket right
1: but um, five hundred for multiple leagues instead of five hundred. Five hundred for one, exactly, yeah.
0: exactly. But, um, you know, but 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 at the same time, I I do this because I like to play. I like to play the game. If and if I don't, and and there were some like I was up over thirty leagues last year, and I'm down to fifteen leagues this year, and I love it. Like I'm I'm so glad that I did it, and and because I wasn't having fun, it wasn't fun to have that many and be I you know I couldn't I got to the point where I couldn't follow them all and I'm get to Sunday morning or Wednesday you know Thursday evening before the game starts right I'm doing all my rosters and then Sunday I'm doing all my rosters and then like it's just not I just don't it's not fun it it wasn't fun so I needed to back up and 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 have fun and and all I'm saying again to to just kind of circle back and 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 get on point again here my my narrative that narrative that there's only one way to win is false. There are numerous ways that you can win at this game. And there's I don't necessarily think that there's one way that is so much better than some other way um to to do this. I think I think if you're smart and you gather information and then you make the decisions based on all of the information that you have, I think you'll probably do well most of the time. You know? I mean, you might not win every year, but you're going to be. It's not like you're going to go zero and sixteen or however many weeks we have anymore. I don't. With the schedule's changing, I don't even know what it looks like at this point. But you know, it just it's. I just think there's a lot of different ways that you can play. Find the way that makes you enjoy the game and and play that way and and use that strategy. Because again, the for 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 me and for most people that play this, yeah, we want to win but it's a game that you want to have fun playing. Right. So
1: find the one that you have fun doing and that you feel comfortable doing and do it. Yeah. I'm I'm hundred percent right there with you. So like, you know, I I cut my leagues down to, I was not quite 30, but I was pretty close. And now I'm down to like the 12 to 15, like right there with you. Like, because like we, we talked about the reason, like we never wanted this pod to feel like a job. Like you, it got to the point where it felt like setting my lineups was a job. Yes. Like it was just like too much, you know? So like, you know, in it's, it's just finding that right balance for everything. Like right balance of, of analytics and statistics, right? Analysis of QBX and non QBX. Like it's just finding that right balance of everything is that really think what's the best for, for most owners out there. So. Yep. Yep. Same man. Well, listen, this has been awesome. I'm
0: glad that we did this. I'm glad we were able to get together tonight and and talk football and uh, and Scott Fishbowl and some other things prior to the show. So um, this has been awesome. Hopefully our listeners will enjoy this one. I think they will. Um, so before we get out of here, Dustin, do you mind telling the people
1: again where all they can find us? Yeah. So um, Brian's at Brian I'm at Dynasty Junkie FF and the show is at FNTSY narrative on Twitter at FNTSY narrative. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you, in anywhere you listen to, to podcasts. Um, so uh, definitely check us out, share us out there. But really we... Um, we would like you guys all to subscribe rate and review. Like Brian and I, we, we read the reviews. We talk about the reviews. Like we want to, to make this show um, about what the listeners want to hear. And, you know, so we, we take that feedback to heart. So, you know, getting us out there, sharing us and kind of just getting us feedback is kind of what we're here for. Um, You know, like we said, episodes are going to be every couple of weeks. You know, we're not committing to every week, like every show out there. Like we don't want to ever force anything so um yeah we just appreciate you guys all listening um but we're basically anywhere that you can find us so um thanks for checking us out
0: yeah like dustin said we really appreciate you tuning in um go ahead and rate and review us if you can give us that feedback um interact with us on twitter i mean dustin gave you the handles to to the show and on our individual handles um we're both pretty much on there every day not all day but um, throughout the day uh, at at numerous times so um, if you have any questions or you have any narratives that you've seen or that you're you know you feel yourself drawn to um, let us know shoot us a dm shoot us a message on there Uh, we can talk about those narratives on the show it gives us more content and um, you know and we can we can hopefully you know, give you some advice, uh, as to how to maybe manipulate those, uh, those narratives, um, and give you our opinions on them. So anyways, thank you guys all for listening and for checking us out. Um, for Dustin church, I am Brian Haar. And until next time, we will see you later. Peace
1: out.